This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On today. We're going to fix your bloated belly. And we're also going to fix your kid's baseball swing. Bellies and baseball, that is the subject today. Actually, I'm going to speak to an old friend who's written a book geared to parents, but it's about kids. Did you know that baseball is losing popularity? It's like 31% less popular than it used to be. Think about it. Kids have so many other things to do now. And baseball moves slow. And everything else in life goes so fast. So you're going to meet Kevin Gallagher. He's on a quest to save baseball. And he also is on a quest to have kids know what it's like to hit the ball, run around the bases, get dirty, have fun. It's all about fun. So if you've got kids or grandkids, this is going to teach you how to teach them, right? You're going to learn what to say and do to help your kids enjoy sports more. We are all crushed when any young person we love tries something new and fails. Because you know they're only going to fail so many times and then they're going to say, I'm done, I quit. Oh my goodness, I still feel bad that I quit dance lessons with Miss Smith. She was the best. And I just couldn't master this one step where you turned around in a circle. Couldn't get anybody to help me with it. So I quit. I still regret it. I still miss my little bag with my dancing shoes in it. Did you have one of those little patent leather bags? That was probably plastic, right? And it had the ballet slippers on it. Ballet and tap I took. I would go back to ballet and tap in a heartbeat. Those memories are so clear in my mind. But anyway, we're going to talk about teaching your kids how to play baseball. But first, your belly, please. Okay, come on. Raise your hand if you got a bloated belly. Have you ever had a bloated belly? Do you know someone who has a bloated belly? Of course you do. We ladies, we talk about these things, and we are lucky that another lovely lady has some great information that could help us. Her name is Siobhan Sarna, and if you ever watch the Home Shopping Network, you may be very well acquainted with her beautiful manicures. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Siobhan's book is Healing SIBO, Fix the Real Cause of IBS Bloating and Weight Issues in 21 Days. SIBO, S-I-B-O. There's an easy test to get a diagnosis, and when it comes to the belly, there are so many times people are misdiagnosed. So where do we start, Siobhan? Well, that it's a condition that can be treated, and if you think you have IBS, you may very well also have SIBO, as SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, ugly name, is the number one underlying cause of IBS, and IBS is a big mystery, big diagnosis of exclusion, but can really run your life with diarrhea, constipation, alternating constipation and diarrhea. Again, not glamorous topics, but once you get rid of it, it feels so good. All right. IBS, SIBO, and tell me what those letters mean again. Irritable bowel syndrome is IBS, and SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. All right, Siobhan, is being gluten-free helping at all in either of these directions? Great question, because gluten-free gets a lot of chat, and, you know, I think we're all thinking about that a lot, like, could it be gluten? It doesn't hurt 
Um, I say, from my experience of talking to hundreds of doctors, I say go gluten-free. It is a source of inflammation. There's tons and tons of studies to show that. And it's so much easier to be gluten-free now than, uh, than ever before. It's not the same thing. But if you do have gut issues, starting there is a good idea. And it's easily controllable. And then getting tested for SIBO if you are bloated and have those other gut symptoms is a really great idea. Okay. What's the diff between IBS and SIBO? So IBS is a diagnosis of exclusion, meaning you don't have Crohn's, you don't have inflammatory bowel disease. Doctor kind of shrugs and goes, I'm not sure what you have, but you let's say you have IBS, okay? Because you don't have these things. Whereas SIBO, you do have, it is when bacteria overgrows in the small intestine and it becomes a microbrewery in there and it causes bloating and those other digestive situations because the bacteria is basically farting out gas that's either hydrogen, hydrogen sulfide, or methane and it causes things like anemia, B12 imbalances, rosacea, restless leg syndrome, not to mention being super duper uncomfortable. So I, and, and here it is, SIBO is the number one underlying cause of IBS. Okay. Okay. SIBO is the number one underlying cause of IBS, and SIBO is the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Uh, Siobhan, why do women get it more than men? Do they? I don't know. I think that they do talk about it more, and they get tested, and they probably, you know, will pay a little bit more attention to this aspect of their existence, whereas guys, I think, tend to not talk about it as much. It does appear that they get it more, and I don't know if it has to do with hormones or not, but I think a lot of men are um, experiencing it and are simply undiagnosed. Right. We ladies, we talk. All right. If I If I give you 21 days... What kind of plan do you have for me to stop the bloating and start losing weight? Well, 21 days in that time period, you can find a specialist or a doctor who is SIBO savvy. You can get a blood test called IBS Smart Test to see if you have the antibodies from food poisoning that could be causing this havoc. You can also get a breath test where you breathe into a tube every 20 minutes for three hours to see what kind of SIBO you have and if you have it. Once you have a diagnosis, there are three choices of treatment, either antibiotics, herbal antibiotics, or a liquid diet for two weeks called the elemental diet. And then you can test again to see if you nipped it in the bud and took care of it, or you can see if you need to do another round of treatment. That's typical. You have to do multiple rounds, whereas like a lot of times we take one round of antibiotics, we're good. This is a condition where you often have to take multiple rounds. And then you do something called a prokinetic to help prevent relapse because you want a part of the small intestine called the migrating motor complex to work. And if that's not working, it will lead to SIBO because it's the sweeping motion of the small intestine getting rid of that bacteria out of there. But even something as innocuous as opioids, pain meds from dental surgery can lead to SIBO because it stops the migrating motor complex. Right. So a lot of people, they'll have a procedure, they'll take their pain meds, ah, I'm kind of constipated, and then it just wreaks havoc for havoc from there. And you called it the migrating what? Motor complex. MMC. Migrating motor complex. You know, I have a girlfriend who has this issue where she just that doesn't move. It's so important. You've got to get rid of the toxins, not to mention it's so uncomfortable. So she should talk to her doctor about getting a SIBO breast test. It's a breast test. It is a breast test. I know it sounds like breast test. No, it's a breast test. Okay. (laughs) And 
you drink a liquid, a sugar called lactulose, and then you um, breathe into these tubes to capture the gases in your body that have been created by the bacteria in your small intestine after they consume that sugar solution called lactulose. Okay, so I can just go to my doctor and say, hey, I think I have SIBO. Will you give me this test? Yes, and if they look at you funny, what you can do is go to SIBOinfo.com, which is what I would do before you go, or SIBOSOS.com, and look up the information about the labs that do the tests, because they don't all do it. And you can even, like, print out a requisition form for your doctor, and they can sign up with that lab very easily. And you can even do the test at home, which I do recommend, because it's much more comfortable. All right. So, uh, Siobhan Sarna, why do you love to talk about this so much? I love to talk about it because people aren't talking enough about it in general. And I had a big television career. I still do. And I used to go out there bloated and uncomfortable and get emails with people saying, oh, when is the baby due? And I'd be like, I So, you know, it didn't happen often. But when it did, you don't forget those moments. And I... You know, I was misdiagnosed. I've had this condition probably since I was five. I had my hand on the the lever. Someone told me about SIBO. I got the breath test. It was misdiagnosed. They interpreted the test incorrectly. I lost another 18 months. And I, I just had a conversation with God in the universe. And I said, listen, I'm here as your servant. If I figure this out, by all means, I'm going to share it with the world. Because if I can't figure it out, and I'm decently smart and have time and a computer and insurance, I know other people are suffering as well. So I want to help those people get out of suffering. All right. And now let's talk about the Home Shopping Network. Okay. What would you like to know? What would you like us to know? I've been a host at HSN for 20 years, and I now am the guest as the brand ambassador for DG2, the top-selling fashion line there. So I love that I have such a diverse career and help so many people. How often do you get manicures? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so it was a thing, for sure. When I was a host and I did jewelry, because I'm a graduate gemologist, I would have to get a manicure about every eight days. And I always went with a nude color because it didn't show the growth as much. Get it as close to your skin tone as possible. Now, did the Home Shopping Network pay for that? Yes, they did. Yeah. These are the things I think about when I'm watching. Like, I hope somebody's paying for those manicures. I get it. I appreciate that. I have those same comments and thoughts when I watch other networks, too. Yeah, but they didn't have a nail salon on site. And I used to have this amazing nail tech that would meet me at 630 in the morning if I had a 9 a.m. show. Wow. Bless her heart. All right. And tell me just, you know, now that you've cured our our bloated bellies, please tell us what should we be looking for at HSN this season? Oh, my gosh. The clothes are amazing. We have just so many great designs that are perfect for at home but still on Zoom. Athleisure but elevated, cozy couture. Um, We're getting all kinds of new brands coming on board in general. And I think what was so cool is that we've been delivering products to people's homes for over 40 years. And with a lot of people staying home more, they've discovered the the service and the quality of the products there that, you know, really do literally deliver. So it's been great to get so many new customers and um, our brands are, are are there for so long because they are, you know, beloved and they're tried and true. So check out the new fashions from DG2. And a lot of them are stretchy, which is cool if you are bloated and great tunic length so you can get some coverage. Wonderful. All right. Tell us where to go again to heal our SIBO. SIBOSOS.com. And then lots of free info at SIBOinfo.com. You're doing good stuff, Siobhan. Thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Thanks for getting the word out. I really appreciate you. Isn't she adorable? Siobhan Sarno 
talking about SIBO, S-I-B-O. That may be the cause of your bloated belly. It's probably the cause of your IBS. There's just no reason for us to have bloated bellies in IBS. I have been all through this. <laughs> I don't want to overshare. I just want to say, I had to do two things that really helped me. I gave up rice. I miss rice. But rice doesn't like me. I actually had a test that said I was like allergic to rice. Who's allergic to white rice, right? I am. So I was eating rice cakes every day thinking I was doing a good thing. I was not. I was doing a bad thing. And the other thing is I had to add more fiber. So now I take the little fiber pill at night. And my belly is happy belly. And that's what I wish for you. Happy belly. Siobhan Sarna Healing Sibo. And I love her career with HSN. And yes, right? Didn't they just come into their own when everybody went home last March? Started getting things delivered? Their nails always look so nice. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in to Shine On, the health and happiness show. We also get together every Sunday at 11. Not all of us, but many of us get together Sunday at 11 for a free Zoom call. Every week there's a different guest or a different topic, and it's free. Just, you know, pour the tea and come join us. Get details at Casey.co. All right, now we're going to save baseball, can we? Kevin Gallagher knows of what he speaks. He's a very inspiring guy. And he was also a three-sport athletic star in high school. He went on to play both college, basketball, and baseball. In base, he was a three-time East Coast Athletic Conference All-Star, playing Division I for Pace right here in Westchester, setting all kinds of records, inducted into the Pace Hall of Fame. And he played with the Pittsburgh Pirates Class A team before an injury ended his career. And you know what? That career-ending injury took his life on a path that wasn't the life he intended for himself. But he found his way back. And you know, it's funny. I've often referred to him many times on this show as one of the people who started my spiritual journey. This is the guy. Now he wants to inspire you to inspire your kids so you can teach them to play baseball and you can teach them how to have fun at baseball. Kevin says if a kid can't hit, the kid's going to want to quit. He wants to keep them in the game. He wants them to have fun and have friends and learn valuable lessons on the field and become a baseball fan for life. This book is not for the exceptional athlete. This book is for the ordinary kid and the ordinary moms and dads and the ordinary grandmas and grandpas who just want their kids to have a good time. So actually, there's been a 34% drop in youth participation in baseball in the last 10 years. That surprised me. A 34% drop in youth participation in baseball in the last 10 years. Who's going to be filling the stadiums? Who's going to be filling all those expensive seats in all those fancy stadiums if our kids aren't playing baseball anymore? Kevin's gotten some powerful feedback on this book. And as we sit about 40 days away from spring, this might help you and your family with spring training in the backyard. I want to deal with the ordinary kid that wants to play the game for a couple of years and become a baseball fan and go to the game later on. So the parent needs to know how to do that, and um, just throwing the batting practice them is not going to get it done. So what they need to do, in my opinion, is a couple of things. Number one, make sure the kid, is, your child, is having fun, okay? Uh, that's what this game is, is all about. Number two, they need to have a light, the lightest bat they could possibly find, otherwise they're going to not be able to swing the bat properly. Um, and then encourage the kid always. Always encourage the kid. You want that kid to want to come back tomorrow. And if he's, if he's having a difficult time, you need to find a way to encourage him. But you need to have a process so that the kid will be successful. And the process that I put in my book, um, which I use when I play ball, and a lot of, a lot of people in major leagues have used it as well, 
tail is something called a launch angle, which creates a lot of swings and misses, but long haul runs when you hit it. And if the kids are swinging and missing, they're not going to stick, stick around. The purpose of my book and my process, Casey, is very simple. Anybody can understand it. It's about creating a level swing that gets the barrel of the bat on the same plane that the ball is traveling as quickly as we can and for as long as we can so that there's multiple points of contact along the way. That's just common sense. The launch angle today, which everyone knows in baseball, goes down under the plane of the ball and comes back up. So if you hit it, it's going to go high and far because of the angle of the bat coming up. But mathematics and algebra and geometry will tell you that there's only one intersection point. And if you don't get to that point exactly at the right time of a ball coming in at 70, 80, 90 miles an hour, um, you're going to swing and miss. So we need to teach our kids to make contact so they have fun, want to come back tomorrow, and become baseball fans uh, for life. All right. Teach your kid to hit so they don't want to quit. It's a children's book written for parents. Now, uh, as we're talking about the family, your brother had some influence on you when you, and that helped you write this book, right? Uh, indeed, yeah. I played ball, and I was a pretty good athlete. I was a very good athlete, right? And it came easy to me. But for a lot of kids, it doesn't. It doesn't come easy. And those are the kids I'm targeting. After my career ended, I ended abruptly uh, through injury, and I felt cheated, and I felt a lot of different things. I was mad at God in the world, and, um, and my life took a course that uh, reflected that for many years. And then one day, my brother did say to me, and my brother turned out to be a good athlete later on in life, and he grew into an adult. He was a very good sophomore player or whatever. But as a youngster, he didn't uh, mature quickly, and he didn't make a lot of teams. And he looked at me one day with my bitter attitude um, and said to me, Kevin, you know, I would have given my right arm to be you for one day, to hit one home run, get that one headline, get that one trophy, you know. Um, and you had all these experiences, uh, and, and you're not enjoying uh, any one of them. And something I heard him loud and clear, and it made me um, realize how selfish I was. And so I turned my attention to that kid, like my brother, that wants to play the game, is crying out, won't somebody please teach me how to hit so I can play this game? And most parents don't know how, and most coaches, even up to the high school levels, don't know how. And so I wrote the book for, for those kids. And there is one other thing I... I mentioned in the book that when I wrote the book, I was very surprised at the first reaction I got. It was from a 64-year-old man in Westchester County, as a matter of fact, that wrote to me and said, Kevin, thank you, I am that kid. He mm. didn't say he was that kid. He said, I am that kid still. At 64 years old, he remembers the frustration of being left out, being at the end of the bench, not making the team, didn't hang out with the cool kids, couldn't date the right girls, didn't go to the right party, whatever. It shaped his, his social life. It shaped his self-esteem. It shaped his ability to make and take risks at the next thing he did. It had a big impact on him. And so I, I want those kids who are going to be 64 one day to have better um, memories of, of that. And so I want them to hit the ball, get dirty, and want to come back tomorrow and play the game of baseball. Beautiful. All right, where do people go for more information? Well, I have a website, uh, Casey. Uh, it's hittingsimple.com. That's one word, hittingsimple.com. There's a lot of uh, things on there. You can buy the book right off there, or you can buy it at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. So that's where you, where you can go. And the last thing about baseball in general, once again, the reason that baseball attendance is down, uh, Pete Rose said, and I quote him, he said that the home runs are up and strikeouts are up, but attendance is down. And he said, I didn't go to Harvard, but that's not a good thing. The point is, is that if kids are not having fun playing the game and quitting the game, they're not watching the games on TV because they're ending at 11 o'clock at night. They're three and a half hours long. Uh, there's three, almost four minutes between balls put in play. It's a boring sport. So if you go to the ballpark with mom and dad, swing and miss, you're out of here. You're not attached to the game. So we need to get them to hit the ball, get dirty, run. Then not start to watch the game because they're doing it as well. And these kids will develop into baseball fans. And Major League Baseball, which right now is being a little short-sighted, uh, needs to develop that. So I'm working with Major League Baseball. I'm working with the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. And I'm working with Little League International and several of the largest amateur organizations in America to help develop uh, youth baseball through my book and through the process I teach. 
Okay, so there you have it. We're getting you ready for spring training. His name is Kevin Gallagher. He lives in Florida now, grew up in Westchester County. If you ever went to Gallagher's restaurant in Croton on Hudson, that belonged to his family. Teach your kid to hit so they don't quit. Kevin Gallagher wrote the book, and hittingsimple.com is his website. That's hittingsimple.com. Okay, so you know, you don't want to get up under the ball if you just start now. You just want to hit it straight on. That's Kevin's advice. And now I guess it's time for my one and only baseball story. Forgive me if you've heard this before, but I have uh, traveled around a little bit with my inspirational talk called Everything I Need to Know I Learned on the Radio or How Ron Swoboda Changed My Life. So this was back like, I have to do the math, 69, 79, 89, 99, 2009. 2009 was the 40th anniversary of the amazing Mets, the 1969 Mets, of which I know nothing but every now and then I challenge myself to do an interview like that I don't know what it is. So I said, I'll talk to Ron Swoboda. And I ended up, uh, he was out on the circuit talking about his great catch that happened, you know, that year. I guess it was like a playoff game or something. I don't know. You can look it up. But uh, the Mets were in the field and the other team was up. And then the other team hit the ball. And Ron Swoboda was out there with his glove. And it looked like... The ball was going to just drop, plop into the grass, because you can go check out the video, right? And then, out of the side of your screen, flying sideways, here comes a glove attached to an arm, attached to a body. It's Ron Swoboda. He made this unbelievable catch. The crowd went nuts. The team went nuts. It was one of those momentous moments. It was one of those moments that just changed, they believe, the course of history. There, Everyone was so energized by this catch. And the amazing Mets went on to win, the, I guess, the World Series. Forgive me for not knowing all the details. Who won is not important. It's this catch. It's this catch that's, like, legendary. So I got to talk to Ron Swoboda in 2009, and I had no idea what I was talking about, but I tried to do a little bit of homework, and I'm mentioning all the big stars that were on that team. And I know Tom Seaver was one of them. And I'll Google real quick. Tug McGraw. Ed Cranepool. I don't know. Buddy Harrelson. I don't know. Anyway, I'm mentioning these names and I'm trying to talk to Ron Swoboda about the Mets in 1969. Now, at the time, 40 years later. And Ron Swoboda said, you know, uh, Casey, all those men you mentioned, they had marvelous careers. He said, I just had a great catch and I'm really grateful to be here talking about it. And it was one of these really big Shazam moments for me. Ron Swoboda saying, I just had a really great catch and I'm grateful to still be talking about it. First of all, how beautifully humble. And then I thought about it. We all have a great catch in us. We all have many great catches in us. Don't you think? You know, you do something and it could be something small, but it changes the energy within your house, within your family, within your group of friends. And then you go on to a higher vibration, right? It lifts everyone up. And you probably do this all the time. When you help somebody with their homework or make a great dinner or reach out to a friend, you have, for them, an amazing catch. You come through. When it looked like everything was going to plop in the field, there you were, you know, to grab the ball and, and, and say, I got this. So anyway, I just wanted to tell my Ron Swoboda story because that really did change my life. I stopped uh, trying to be the 69 Mets every day and I just showed up to work thinking, you know, prepared, 
doing my best and thinking, if the ball comes my way, I'm going to catch it. I hope any of this is making sense because it really was a huge moment for me. And then 10 years later, when it was the 50th anniversary of the 69 Mets, so that was 2019, I got to talk to him again. And I actually cried, like on the air live, tears streaming down my face, saying that meant so much to me. That was such a changing point in my life. And of course, he thought I was crazy. (laughs) Anyway, spring is near. Let's get out and play. Hey, I have some good news. Uh, This week on Sunday's Zoom, Sunday at 11, Barbara Faison is our guest. Barbara Faison from the Insight Timer. Oh my gosh, she's so amazing. And then next week on this show, Shine on the Health and Happiness show, we're going to have Lorna Byrne. Lorna Byrne of Angels in My Hair, the angel lady. Mm -hmm. So now what do I do? Our thought for the day. How am I going to pull this all together? Bloated bellies and baseball bats and Ron Swoboda, they have nothing in common. Unless I can come up with a quote from a baseball player who had a big belly. Babe Ruth. Our thought for the day is from Babe Ruth who said, you just can't beat the person who never gives up. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.